For over 40 years, Table Talk Magazine has helped growing Christians live biblically informed lives with Bible studies and monthly articles from trusted pastors and teachers. Bar podcast listeners living in the U.S. and Canada, you can request your free three-month trial today and join over 250,000 people who already read Table Talk Magazine every month. Visit thebarpodcast.com forward slash Table Talk to start your trial today. That's thebarpodcast.com forward slash Table Talk. Welcome to Just Thinking with hosts Dara Harrison and Virgil Walker, bringing you week-to-week cultural apologetics as well as social issues from a biblical worldview. This is Just Thinking. Let's think. We're back. It's another edition of the Just Thinking podcast. I'm glad to be here. I'm Virgil Walker. And I'm Daryl Harrison. What's going on, Verge? What's going on, fam? You doing all right, man? Yeah, glad to be back with you, man. And man, uh, I, this is this is the first episode after the Soul Food episode, man. I think that Soul think Food that, episode was hot, man. <laughs> that was hot. Wow, I think I think you know, Verge. I think we may have won some people over with that one. I think I think the feedback that I'm getting, yeah, is consistently people are saying to me, "Man, I didn't see that coming." No, hey, I did listen, not see that coming. Listen, I was on the show and I didn't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> so how about that? Wow. Yeah. And I tell you, I just can't say enough how much I appreciate the listeners. And I know I know I speak for Absolutely. you as well. Absolutely. Uh, the feedback we've gotten from that episode that we titled a, a biblical theology of soul food, I think. Some of our followers of the podcast, especially on Facebook, probably thought we were halfway joking. Right. When, when we said we were going to tackle that subject from a biblical perspective. Right. But once they listened to it and saw that, you know, expositorily, when you walk through the scriptures, that the scriptures do speak to that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I even had one uh, follower on Facebook. I mean, she pretty much repented of some wow. assumptions that she made about me. She said, I felt so convicted. Wow. Listening to that episode. She did. I'm not going to name her name here, but she, if she's listening to this now, she right. knows who she is. Wow. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. Well, praise God, man. That's, 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 that's really good. Well, man, I know that, uh, that you don't want to make a big deal of it, but I'm going to. And uh, today, as we record this, of course, as those who've followed us for a while know, we record on Monday evenings and then post on Friday. Uh, today is is the boss man's birthday. It is it is my main man, uh, Daryl's birthday. And man, it, it would be remiss uh, for me to allow us to record and not to wish you the very best of birthdays, man. I'm I'm excited to be with you. Excited to play the role that I do as wingman on the podcast and glad to glad to be connected with you. Want to wish you the best. A very, very happy birthday, my man. Well, thanks, Virg. I appreciate that. And I appreciate all the well wishes from everyone who has reached out to me today. Uh, as Virg mentioned, today is February 26th. So we're recording this episode on the evening of February 26th. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is my birthday today. And uh, I just appreciate being able to have breath and life mm-hmm. and health to be able to do this. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I say that not only for myself, but, in the context of some news that I got last week, a good friend of mine at the church that I attend, um, his wife was diagnosed just last week with breast cancer. Wow. Uh, she's 40 years old. Wow. And uh, so if they're listening to this, they know who they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to continue to be uh, keeping both of you in our prayers. And uh, so in, in light of the fact that, uh, you know, you just never know what the Lord has in store for you when you wake no. up in no. the morning if no. you wake up at all yeah uh so you know i'm thankful for another year of life looking forward to uh you know whatever the lord may have in store for me as it relates to the rest of my life however that however long that might be yeah uh, we we just can't take anything for granted so no no we can't praise god praise god brother it's interesting uh as as we talked this morning uh one of the first things that i had to do uh, was I I I, uh, I presided over a funeral 
uh, a dear brother of of mine. Uh, he was, you know, in our in our life group in our class on Sunday mornings. Um, Forty nine years old. Um, wow. I, I saw him on Sunday uh, as I was up in the class. I was teaching a lesson. We were walking through. He kind of came in a little bit late, and like he does, you know, when he see when you see your brother, you you rolling in. He he kind of bumped me, you know, just to mm-hmm. say, "Hey, I, I see you. You see me. Mm-hmm. You know, love love on you." And 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 walk to his seat. Um, and, and that was truth be told, brother, that was the last interaction that we had because it would be, that was Sunday on Monday at two thirty AM. Uh, I would get a call and need to be at the hospital, uh, by three thirty AM and he had passed away. Uh, wow. we believe it was from a myocardial infarction, mm-hmm. uh, that, that took place. And, um, you know, I got a chance, his home going was today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got the I got the high honor, man, of of being able to uh, share the message of the gospel uh, during his funeral. And so uh, bittersweet, sad for yeah. his home going on on this side of, of of eternity. But man, we did rejoice, brother, at the fact that we know uh, that that he, that he is enjoying all of the rewards stored up for him uh, in heaven. And so we we uh, we rejoiced at that. You know, Virg, as we talk about this, you talk about your uh, your friend, your brother that you uh, presided over his funeral just today, uh, you know, and today being my birthday, just kind of in that context. This may be a topic that we may want to tee up uh, in an episode and just talk through, you know, a, a theology of life, a, a yes. theology of the brevity of life specifically. Yeah, uh, I remember just the other day when news broke of the passing of Reverend Billy Graham, mm-hmm. who lived to be nearly 100 years old. I mean, he yeah. was only nine months away from his 100th birthday. Yeah, and a thought just occurred to me: how much time, effort, and money we put into not looking our age, <laughs> right? As, as 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 if getting older were a curse. We we treat living long as a curse and not Mm. as a blessing that the word of God says it is. Mm. Uh, I even tweeted and made a comment on Facebook regarding that, how we, you know, we want to pass out at the sight of a a gray hair or a wrinkle on our skin somewhere or, or or something that reminds us visually that we're getting older as if it's news, it's breaking news to us that that's how life works. Right. Right. You know, from the moment you're conceived, from the very moment you're conceived, that journey towards death begins. Or I like, mm. as I like to say, the clock starts ticking. Yeah. The clock starts ticking the moment you're conceived. Mm-hmm. And, but for some reason, we just treat that as breaking news. You know, we use all kind of means and methods to, to try to stop the clock or slow the clock down or right. extend our lives, which is nonsensical. Biblically speaking, you can't extend your lives. Your days are numbered. They're fixed. Yes. They're fixed. I don't care. You know why? You know, I, I was thinking another day, Verge. You know why we work out? Do you know why we exercise? Do you know why we try to eat right? We try some, to do some, all those some of us some of us do that, bro. Not all of us. <laughs> Not all of us, okay? <laughs> My bad, Verge. <laughs> but do you know why we do those things? Do you know why we get gym memberships and we diet and we try to eat right, Verge? Biblically speaking, we do all those things because we're dying. That's why we do them. We yeah. do them because we're dying. Yeah. We're dying. And but but we don't want to face that reality. So maybe we can tee that up on an episode coming up. That's not for tonight, but no, I no, did want to get those thoughts great. out. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. That would be great. I'll 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 share this last thing, man, as I was as I was at the uh at the funeral presiding over that I had the joy we we actually had the service in in a in another church it wasn't my home church i was at i was in someone else's church at the time and so there was another pastor uh and then the founding pastor who was there the founding pastor had to be you know in his his 70s 80s and i'm telling you brother i i i got a chance to sit next to him and, and listen to him sing and worship god uh and then and then he kind of he kind of shared the the opening prayer and bruh I'm telling you, man, you you knew that you were in in the arena, the environment of someone who had a real relationship with God 
that the years of that relationship were, were definitely made evident. Uh, you, you knew that this man had spent time with God. And so it was an awesome, awesome opportunity to connect in that way. Yeah. And, and let me tag on that verse and what you were just saying when you just mentioned a couple of times there that just sitting next to that brother, you knew that he had spent time with Jesus. And that reminded me immediately of a text that I love in Acts 4, Acts mm-hmm. chapter 4, verse 13, talking about the uh, the apostles mm-hmm. when they were uh, mm-hmm. preaching the gospel to the Jews. Mm-hmm. It says, now, as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained yes. men, yes. they were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. Yes, yes, absolutely, that's, man. That's all anybody needs to know. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't need... THDs, I don't need PhDs, I don't need MDivs, I don't need mm-hmm. any of that. All I need is to be with Jesus. Mm. That's all that's all we need, man. That's all Amen. we need. So Amen. Anyway. All right, church is over. Uh, <laughs> you're dismissed man it's really just getting started because i know you're getting ready to take us to another level with what we're going to cover tonight man Bruh, listen i think this is really the, the the soul food episode i think that was on me that was kind of my thing i i felt that that needed to be fleshed out sure and, and, and as much positive feedback as we've gotten on that episode verge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i probably gotten as much good nature ribbing that we delayed the episode right, right. we're going to do tonight and the topic right. we're going to talk about tonight. Absolutely. But have no fear, listeners. I promised and I delivered. <laughs> a little bit Absolutely. delayed. But tonight we're going to talk. I think, man, this is the episode I, I think most of our listeners have really been waiting for. They've been waiting for this. I, I've been watching the, the social media feeds and, and everything. And I know you kind of kind of teased it out. Hey, we're going to record this tonight, man. Folks cannot wait, man. They've been. They cannot wait. I'm telling yeah, you. And, and yeah. I teed it up a little bit just as a little bit of reminder. But tonight's topic finally is nine ways to be a better white person hey man look at that look at the lord and who be- <laughs> <laughs> come on now come on Verse, i mean who better who better, better to talk about this right than two black guys absolutely to coach and guide and mentor yes. white people to be yes. better so they can be better man They've been, listen, listen, they've had two weeks, man, to be subpar since we announced this, man. Yeah, two weeks, two weeks of subpar whiteness. Look, and man, today is first, the day, man. Today's I'm telling you, I just warn the listeners now. There's no telling what you're going to hear in this episode <laughs> tonight. <laughs> I'm not making any promises whatsoever. No, no. So, Dwayne, Dwayne, get sharpen your editing skills, bro. Absolutely, man. You might need to do some editing on this. Absolutely, one. absolutely. All right, birds. Well, yeah, well, ahead, I, 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 I just, I mean, this, this is just, this is, this is something you sent me a while back, man, and and kind of had me read through it. And I, and, and when I initially read through it, man, my blood boiled on so many different levels. And I thought, well, let me, let me see. I'm, I'm the wingman, so it's my job to sit back in the cut and see, <laughs> and see where you're gonna go. And so, and and then I just throw fodder, you know. I just, I just throw, I just throw some stuff at you, and you let let you aim and hit it. So, I'm reading this article that comes from the religion. I've got it from the Religion mm-hmm. News Service. Is that mm-hmm. correct, sir? That's correct. That's correct. Okay. That's where and I so, source. Yep. That's where you source it. It is it is an article by Carol Hensel. Hens uh, Hensel. Uh, it's spelled H E L S E L. Dated February. The eighth again. It's an opinion piece. Nine ways to be a better white person. And and man, before before we even move, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back in in my role as wingman, and and I'm gonna let you walk us through what you were thinking, and I'll, I'll throw my thoughts in here in a bit. Well, I got to be honest. The thing that ca- captured me about this was the title. Yes, yes. I think I think I just casually came across it through my Twitter feed. Uh, several days ago, as you just mentioned a second ago, the article is dated February 8th, 2018. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is only a couple of weeks ago. Right. But the title captured my attention. But let me say this before we really delve into this. I've got one disclaimer that I need to make. OK, because 
this claim, this disclaimer is going to help set the context of what I have to say going forward as we, we sort of break this down and chop this up a little bit. But, mm-hmm. but as we talk about this, the listeners need to know, and Virg, I know this won't be news to you. It, it really won't be news to anyone who listens regularly to the Just Thinking podcast. But the disclaimer I want to make is that I do not subscribe. I do not subscribe to the notion that there is such a thing as race. Mm. I do not. I do not believe the concept of race can be supported biblically. So matter of fact, on the contrary, the scriptures clearly teach that humanity is comprised of various ethnicities, mm-hmm. not races. Yeah. Now we, we talked about this. We kind of broke this down very uh, in a very detailed way in the last episode. Yeah, we, we, but we, we're going to have to recap just in a summary for those who might be checking us out kind of for the first time. And I think I think it's, it's worthwhile because I, I will tell you, Daryl, the first time that, that I came across it, it's this is a thought that I've had, but but not really fleshed out in the way that I think you fleshed it out. I've always I, I'll say it this way. I've always thought in terms of all, you know, Genesis one twenty seven. all of us are image bearers of God, created in his image and likeness. And as such, we're deserving of distinct value, dignity and worth. And I've, I've, I've repeated that for, for years. I've shared that in classes. And, and, and so from that standpoint, I viewed all of us as as created equal. Right. There's no distinction from a standpoint of our value and worth in the eyes of God. So I've always I've always thought that I've always kind of owned that from a biblical worldview where, where I where I had not yet gone until you and I started having conversation was to really get rid of the idea of of race as it pertains to levels of melanin in the skin, mm-hmm. uh, uh, physical appearance, mm-hmm. um, cultural distinctives, uh, and the like, and to recognize that all of us are part of the human race, uh, but that as a as a result of that one race, we are all we definitely are are, are unique in or or different in that we are a part of an ethnic group or an ethnic uh, social class. And so I recognize that more so than I do, than I had in the past, primarily because of the conversations we've had. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear you mention that verse because, you know, we're going to just allude to for a second, the episode that we did last week on a biblical theology of soul food, we went all the way back to Genesis 10, uh, Genesis 11, Acts 17, we and we use those uh, texts to sort of exposit a biblical uh, theology of ethnicity. Mm-hmm. And when you look at uh, melanin through the lens of scripture, you understand that biblically speaking, the idea of race just is not supported. Uh, mm-hmm. Ethnicity is a matter of blood. Mm-hmm. And you'll recall that I cited uh, in our uh, podcast last week on the uh, on the soul food episode. I uh, referenced uh, Matthew Henry's commentary on Acts 17, 26, where he just brilliantly exposited that text and mentioned that when it reads, and he made from one man every nation, that actually literally is translated, he made from one blood, one blood. Mm -hmm. So race is a visual identifier based on the, the shade of melanin someone has, someone may possess. You will never find anywhere in the Bible an identifier of any human being on the basis of the color of their skin. Now, in saying that, we need to be clear. Nationality is not the same as ethnicity. Right. Okay. Ethnicity is blood. We are all from the same blood. We all have the same original parents. Okay. So to say that I'm an American, that's my nationality. Right. That's not my ethnicity. So you can't, the, the, the idea of continuing to refer to people, and we're going to talk about that as we delve into this article, to continue to refer to people as, 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 a, as a race based on their skin color. Right. It's problematic and it's, unbiblical. It's totally problematic, unbiblical, nonsensical, it, it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're, we're going to delve into this in a second. But, yeah, we, 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 I'm, I'm glad you said to t- kind of step back, revisit that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just want to put that disclaimer out there that what we're going to talk about that, I need to put this up front. 
you know, I, I know there are a lot of folks who disagree with me and that's fine. But as far as Daryl is concerned, I don't believe in the idea of race. We are all, an, we are an ethnic people. We are not a racial people. Uh, and it is on that basis that, that my commentary to, in this episode yeah. is going to be framed. It's going to be framed within that paradigm. Yeah. Yeah. I, Daryl, I, I, I love it. I'm glad that, that you did that. Folks, like I said, if they're just joining us for the first time, uh, th- they need to know that and understand that. And then it'll allow them uh, t- to have the right lens and they can go back and listen to some of the other, the, whether it's the soul food episode or some of the other episodes where we, where we walked through that biblical framework, they'll have an opportunity to kind of check that out. Um, I'll, I'll say this, man, and I'll step back. One of the first, I, th- I think the first three words of this article that, that you're about to tee up were, were what what caused the record to scratch like i'm like okay the title <laughs> you mentioned the title and and the title i was like it, it was it was a jaw-dropping title i'm sure they used it i mean it's kind of clickbait you go wow what in the world is that i gotta see what that is and then the first three words after that i i i had to I I had to pause, man. I had to I had to I had to catch my breath for what came thereafter. You mean when the first three words that opened the article up when she says as a Christian? The first three words in the article that opens up where first she started with a title, Nine Ways to Be a Better White Person. Mm-hmm. And then it says as as a part of the sentence, as a Christian, I had to pause. I thought, what already? You had to pause all, already. Already, bro. I had to <laughs> I had to pause already. That's I thought, not a good oh, sign, bro. No, that's not a good, bro. That was not a good sign. I thought, oh no, here we go, here we go. That's what I thought. Wow. Well, I paused a little further down, okay. but still in the same sentence, though. <laughs> <laughs> I paused in the same sentence, just a few words down. Okay. So, and 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 let's be clear. My problem is not with Ms. Helsel as an individual. I don't know her, never heard of her before, uh, before I came across this article. So this is not a personal agenda, a personal attack. What, what I have a problem with is the, the idea, the thesis Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. she's putting forth. That's the problem I have. And that's why I would felt compelled to talk about this tonight. But as you alluded to Verge, the opening sentence reads thus quote, as a Christian comma, I feel called to live like Christ, comma, which means to try to be good and kind, comma, loving others as Christ has loved me, period. But as a white person, comma, now this is the part I have underlined, Verge. Okay. But as a white person, comma, I am part of a larger history that is not good, not kind, not loving. Mm-mm. Now, and we got eight, we got nine ways to get through. So we're gonna have to roll here, bro. So <laughs> if we don't get through, if we don't get through these nine ways, right, right, right. Are gonna... <laughs> right, right. They, 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 you're gonna have real problems, right, right. Uh, but she goes, she goes into the second paragraph, and she says this, and I found this to be somewhat arrogant, to be honest with you. Uh huh. She says, while I may have grown up harboring no blatantly racist views comma i have learned that racism continues to give me unfair advantages and that racism continues to harm individuals and communities of color now birch do you want me to comment first or do you want to go <laughs> <laughs> I, I i like you i thought wow the the the, the arrogance of this the 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 assumptions that are i mean there's so many assumptions i mean i i'd have to go back to the previous, you know, the, the, the previous, it's really not, a, I mean, it's a broken up paragraph. The previous paragraph where, where she says, as a white person, I'm part of a larger history that is not good, uh, not kind, not loving. I mean, f- f- I, I, bro, I, I don't even have words. We're, we're already, we're setting up a narrative. There's, a, there's, there's some presuppositions that are a part exactly. of, that, that, that are part of what she's, <laughs> right? That are part of what she's writing here. Um, one is that, that, that only white people are not good. Like, like Thank hers you. is hers, exactly. is hers, is hers the only history that, that, that gives us the idea that, that, that she's not good or that whites as she categorizes them are not good. My my scripture reads that there is no one that is good. 
right? right. No one does good. No one is righteous. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no one is holy. And so I, I, I look at that and go, where, what in the, where in the, okay, she's, there's some presuppositions that are going on that for, for, for the average Joe reader, just kind of plowing through this, you know, they're, they're already, she, she's sending up a virtue signal. So, right. so the first, the first, here's the virtue signal. Right. And so everybody, the flag is now waved. So she, everybody she's sending up, she's sending up nine of them. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. So, so everybody should get a warm fuzzy from, from this first, you know, few, few, few sentences. And so I, I can't, I, before I even get to the second little, you know, sentence structure paragraph or what have you, I, I, I'm, I'm having problems already. Verge, I agree with you hundred percent, bro. Matter of fact, let's back up for a second. Yes, sir. We're going to get to the nine ways. But even before I got to the first sentence in the first paragraph, mm-hmm. the title of the article itself is inherently flawed. Mm. It's inherently flawed. The title of the article is nine ways to be a better white person. Mm-hmm. A better white person. Emphasis on white. Right. Now, the reason I say this title is inherently flawed is because the title suggests that melanin in and of itself, bro, come on, man, that melanin in and of itself is an influencer in the development of someone's character mm. for better or worse. Bro, See, you says just said a mouthful a right better there. Better white person. Yes. She's inferring that melanin influences character for better yes. or worse. Yeah. In this case, worse. Right. Because the title suggests ipso facto that simply being white is an innate character flaw. Absolutely. You're, you're character deficient by virtue of being white. So we see this in way number one. Okay. So Bro, let's we haven't, segue, even, got, we haven't listen, we haven't even gotten to the nine ways yet. I don't, man. we haven't gotten to nine ways. <laughs> so we're going to go to way number one. So in way number one, I'm arguing that I'm continuing my argument that the title itself is inherently right. flawed. Yes, sir. Okay. So we see this in way number one. Okay. All right, listeners, here we go. I'm not I'm not rushing you, brother. That's not me rushing you. I'm just laughing. That's all. No, nah, man, do your thing. You know what? I'm we I'm and, and you probably do this too, Verge. Correct me if I'm wrong. We up here, man, we're doing our thing like we do every week. But you keep one eye on that clock because you got Dwayne Atkinson in the back of your mind. Right, 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 right. Going like, bro, cut it, cut it, cut it. <laughs> So you, let's roll. Okay. You let's roll, right. brother. So here's way number one. Okay. Way number one, accept that you are white. Accept that you are white. Okay. So that's way number one. Accept that you are white. Now, she says that as if being white is tantamount to having leprosy or something. Correct. You you need to accept that that, that you're white. She goes on to say, accept that being white is part of who you are, whether you see it or not. Look for ways it has given you an advantage. For example, I go to a predominantly white church, so I fit in without difficulty. How is the place where you go to church a place of privilege or advantage for you? Now, I want to pause right there. The sentence that that way goes, way number one continues, but we got to get through eight other ways. But here's the thing, way number one. She says, I go to a predominantly white church, so I fit in without difficulty. Well, you know what, Verge? Mm. Like Miss Helsel, I attend a predominantly white church and I fit in without difficulty as well. Interest, interestingly enough, Daryl, I, I attend a predominantly white church and I fit in without difficulty as well. I fit in without difficulty at all. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because I'm not there to assess the ethno-ecclesiastical makeup of the congregation. Come on. I'm there to worship my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to hear his gospel preached. Amen. I'm not there to count data points. Okay, I'm a minority among a majority of white. No, I go to half my life. I've attended majority white congregation churches Mm -hmm. and I felt absolutely fine. This is as I do now. Yep. So she says she goes on to say, well, how is the place where you go to church a place of privilege or advantage for you? So I'm thinking, okay. Now, is she saying advantage as in, well, my church has pews 
and yours <laughs> uses those four-legged card table chairs from Walmart. Right. Is, is, is that an advantage for my church because I've got pews and your church doesn't? Or, or is my church as an advantage because it has air conditioning and yours doesn't? Mm. You see? So, I mean, what is church for, Verge? What what is it for this, this the, the presupposition is that she's and this article bleeds with presuppositions. Absolutely, I mean, it, it does. Bleeds with Absolutely presuppositions does. from top to bottom. Yep. Okay, just subjective presuppositions presuppositions that was that are without basis in reality. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I mean I mean what is what is church for? Okay, so let's move on to way number two. Way number two, it says this, brother, listen to how you feel about being white. Now, I, I, I'm, I, can I be honest? I don't even know what Man. that sentence means. Like, I, I don't even, I, I have no idea. First, what. I'm so glad to hear you say that you didn't know what it means <laughs> because I got about five of these nine that I was going like, what the <laughs> is right. he talking about? Yeah have no idea what she's talking about like like if you if you were to change this for me and say okay listen to how you feel about being black i have no i have no framework for you i can exactly you. she's I can't doing help you. Exact, she's she's continuing that theme which is why i was critical of the title nine ways to be a better white person right how can how can i how can a white person listen to how they feel about being white there are so many presuppositions built into that statement that i don't know where to start right right again she is imparting a value to a static attribute of our existence yes in this case your melanin is a lighter shade than mine right and 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 to and to the point you made earlier what she's what she's establishing is that, that that there there are character advantages or character flaws simply based on the level of melanin in one's skin. Exactly right. So I'm looking at way number two. Listen to how you feel about being white. Again, as if it's just an innate uh negative. It's 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 a a a a a, a disability. <laughs> Almost. Uh, so, so you know, so um, like we always do, we always talk scripture. We always talk gospel on the on the Just Thinking podcast. So I have three texts that refute her argument here in way number two. Genesis 127, God created mm-hmm. mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Mm-hmm. Psalm 100 verse three, know that the Lord himself, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. Amen. Psalm 139, verse 13 and 14. For you, that is God, you formed me. You will form my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. So against point number two, I would say no. Don't accept that you're white or black or red or yellow. You need to accept that God made you that way and Mm -hmm. keep it moving. Absolutely, man. I, I, I say it often in the when I'm on the street in this way, there are two types of people. There are those who are in Adam and are, 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 are going to experience the penalty of their sin. And there are those who are in Christ who have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Those are the only two different kinds of people that are on the planet. But all of them are image bearers of God and are part of one human race. Right. I mean, again, the, the, the truth of the word of God the objective truth of the word of God makes these points just look absolutely absurd. Mm -hmm. I mean, except that you are white as if your being white is somehow a reflection on the God who made you that way. Right. I mean, it's not like any of us chose the ethnicity that we have. Right. Right. None of us had anything to do with that. Yeah. Except that I'm white. Really? <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Way number three. Yep. Way number it, it three. Say, it says, it says, look, look at those feelings. And, and, and she, she goes on to say, sit with them and honor these reactions. I don't even know what that means. Say to yourself, quote, yes. And these other things are true too. 
end quote, tell yourself, quote, this is hard and other people are also going through hard things, period. I can't be kind to myself as I recognize how challenging this is, period, and end quote. Bro, do you, that, like, can I just say, she she was speaking in tongues and I don't have an interpreter, bro. I don't, I don't, I, I can't even go back to my charismatic days, man. I, I, I can't, I have no idea what she's talking about. I'm like, what is that? I, I, you know, Ver, let's go on to number four. I, I'm so confused at number three. I can't even, I can't even comment on that one. <laughs> these, these, these prepositions are all out of place. And I'm like, she's got this and that and them. And I don't even know what she's talking about there. So no I'm going to move on. So number four. Entrust your feelings to God. So I guess, you know, you could bracket that in between those words, say entrust your feelings about being white and reflecting on the advantages of your being white. Gotcha. Entrust those feelings to God. Gotcha. Again now. So if I'm white, I'm to entrust the guilt that I'm supposed to feel based on these four steps so far on these four ways to be a better white person. Okay. I'm supposed to entrust those feelings of guilt and whatever else goes along with that. I'm supposed to trust those feelings to the God who created me this way. Okay, now let me let me see if I can. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. right. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like Adam in the Garden of Eden when uh, when they realized God had found them out. Mm. Adam goes, "Well, the woman you gave me." Mm-hmm. And it's like in step number, way number four, she's saying, well, God, you know, this melanin you gave me. Yes, that's good. You know, <laughs> and trust your feelings to God. Well, God, if you hadn't given me this melanin. Yes. This, you know, if you'd have made me a darker shade of melanin. Well, you know what? You know what she would have had to do then? If 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 white people, if white people's people were, were made, created with a darker shade of melanin, mm-hmm. then... You know, she'd probably be writing a, a an article about how slavery was even worse than it already was, mm-hmm. because there'd be more dark skinned people to have been enslaved. So I think the more we flesh this out, the more nonsensical these points are. It does. I mean, it does. Trust your feelings to God. Yeah, it does. the the end The end of the the end of the paragraph is interesting, Daryl. I definitely want to get your. Yep. Let's your go. Cop, your, <laughs> I'm with you, bro. Let's go. <laughs> where she where she says we can't say we cannot can't say re, quote race doesn't matter end quote when it matters to God now she gives no for, for, you know form of biblical reference exactly, for how exactly. how that I'm like she, where is that in the Bible yeah she sta- she she makes a claim and doesn't support it biblically whatsoever she said God cares about how people are treated differently on the basis of race. One of the things, man, that that I love that you talk about uh, and we've talked about on other podcasts is the the, the notion of racism, racism. And and you talk often about how we've got the idea that there are all these isms rather than calling these things what they are, which is sin. And 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 we, we we couch it in the the idea the false notion about the idea of different races first of all, mm-hmm. and and then and then we we're looking for justice right and basically mm-hmm. the justice what we that we're looking for is we're looking for righteousness we're looking for people to uh, to right. operate from right. a standard of righteousness and but we call it justice right and then and then and then the benchmark that we use to determine whether it was just or not is our own presuppositions rather than the standard of god which calls it rightly sin if we're not meeting the mark if we're not measuring the mark if we're missing the mark in our behavior in loving god God and loving others, we are indeed sinning. That's the bottom right. line. Bottom line. Right. We need to call it what it is. Absolutely. We, we need to call it what the Bible calls it. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to do. So, and, and to go back to what you were just alluding to, Verge, what you're alluding to is in, in Psalm 106, verse 3, that says, How blessed are those who keep justice, who practice righteousness at mm-hmm. all times. Amen. See, the problem we have today is that no one practices righteousness at all times. Mm. Nobody does. 
That's the problem. That's what that's really what gives rise to this article articles like this that we're talking about. And listen, I get what she's trying to do. Right. I just do not buy into the the way she's going about it. She's just mm-hmm. using the presumptions that she's making here. The presuppositions are just horrible. And I horrible. think she's, she's missing the mark totally. Yeah. So, and, and it doesn't get any better as you keep going. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. But I was, <laughs> I was right with you on number four when she said, we can't say quote unquote race doesn't matter when it matters mm-hmm. to God. The first thing I thought was like, where is that in the Bible? Right, right, right. Where is that? Okay. So let's move on. Way number five. Mm-hmm. Read and watch. Let me go ahead and recap the five ways first. <laughs> Come on, okay. man. Number He's one. First five ways for people to be a better white person. Five of the nine ways you can be a better white person. Okay. <laughs> number one, accept that you're white. Just go ahead and accept it. Mm. Accept it. I know it's hard, but accept mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Number two. Listen to how you feel about being white. Mm-hmm. Listen to yourself. Now, what's interesting with number two, the focus is on your melanin, your shade of melanin, but you're supposed to listen to your feelings. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I don't know how I, melanin exudes feelings, but exactly, hey. exactly my point. Thank you, Virgil. Yeah. Yeah, you, you with me? 100%. I'm the I'm the wingman, man. I listen. I do wait, I do my tail be well, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to finish your thoughts, man. I got you, bro. Thanks, I got bro. you. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you, man. Yep. Wait, number three. Look at those feelings. Look at those feelings about how you feel about being white. Look at them. Meditate upon them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Medit- study them. Meditate upon them. Number four. Entrust your feelings to God. Mm. Entrust your feelings about being white to the God who made you white. That makes any sense. (laughs) Number five. Okay. We're caught up now. Read and watch. Okay. So she says here, here she says, find books about ways persons of color experience disadvantages because of racism and learn how society has racialized persons differently across time and place. Now Mm. he says, find books about ways Persons of color experience disadvantages. Now, first thing I want to say is that we are all persons of color. Yes. Every last one of us mm-hmm. is a person of color. Now, what got me secondly on this point goes back to something you said earlier, Verge. Here's another presupposition. Right. She presupposes that only white people are guilty of racism and that black people are only on the receiving end of absolutely. absolutely. And you and I know better. You and I know better than that version. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I am on the receiving end and I'm going to use the word racism just for the sake of conversation, even though I don't buy into that term. I've been on the receiving end of racism from black people exponentially more often. Correct. Than I have white people. Yep. Yep. There is an there is an intra ethnic racism within uh, black socio uh, academic socio cultural socio uh, political thought mm-hmm. that is overt. It is uh, blatant. Mm-hmm. It is uh, ugly. It's unbelievable, man. The, the hatred that's spewed is unreal. It's hateful. It's vitriolic. Absolutely. And it is the type of racism that nobody wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's the primary problem I have here with number five. She says, "Read I, I, I want to. I want to. I want to add. I want to add one more thing to what you just said. I, I, I because because I, and I know you'll agree once you once once I articulate this. You said find books about ways uh, of persons of color experiencing disadvantages disadvantages because of racism. This this whole idea is is she talks about 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 how a society has racialized persons differently. She's doing the exact, exact same, same thing. thing in this statement. Exact same thing. 
she's acting as if you can find a book that you're going to read about the problems and that it's going to it's it, it's going to speak to every single issue mm-hmm. that a person of color has has come into contact with mm-hmm. and and I don't care what book you read I, there's not a book that I can read that's going to tell me about the issues that Dar- that Daryl Harrison has faced right. with regard to people sinning against him and right. the only way for me to find out what that is is for me to ask Daryl Harrison what thank those you. are thank you thank you you're exactly right I got no more to say on number 5 you killed it <laughs> You killed it, bro. She's got a list of books there that you can choose from. But, and ain't, ain't but, none of them the Bible. Not a one of them got anything to do with scripture. Not a single one of them. So uh, before I move on to number six, just to let the listeners know, when you when you go out to listen to the podcast, we'll have a link to this article in the show notes, in the episode notes. So don't worry about searching for it. We'll have a link right there for you, and you can read it for yourself. Okay, way number six, be ready to listen. She says here, When someone tells you their experience with racism, be truly ready to listen, which means believe them completely and do not reinterpret what they say or discount their experiences. And here's the part I highlighted right here, Verge. Become comfortable hearing the anger that comes with these experiences. Accepting your own emotions, accepting your own emotions will increase your capacity for hearing and accepting the emotions of others. Again, man, just like we've been saying about numbers one through five, she presupposes here again that white people only, white people exclusively and collectively are guilty of racism towards non-whites, specifically blacks, Mm -hmm. simply by virtue of their existence as white people. Right. Now, my 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 paradigm of uh, repentance, mm-hmm. confession, restitution, mm-hmm. which I think are principles that she's trying to 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 outline here, but is not doing a very good job of it. Not well, biblically doing a, anyway. Doing a doing a poor job for having start started the article with the first three words as a Christian. As a Christian. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, if if you're white and you haven't sinned against me, I'm not looking to you to do any of this. No. You don't owe me this. Nope. It's incredibly, the whole article is incredibly patronizing. Absolutely. It's it's patronizing and condescending at the same time. (laughs) You don't owe me any of this. If you haven't done anything to me, you don't owe me any of this. Number seven, find role models. Mm, good night. <laughs> <laughs> do you? She says, do you know people who are working to make a difference? Mm. Find persons of color and white people, she says. Find persons of color and white people who have worked against racism and see yourself as continuing their work. All right, please, two things here. Don't, don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> please don't do that. Don't sit down. Sit down somewhere and grab a Bible. <laughs> sit down, grab a Bible. Get in a good Bible study with some folks, man. <laughs> First thing, Jeez, no, don't, don't do please. it. She says five persons of color and white people have worked who have worked against racism. Now, when I read this, I was reminded of a tweet that I saw over the weekend. You know, mm-hmm. we, we're, we're still... The, the fervor and euphoria about the new Black Panther movie is still Oh, strong. yeah, 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 yeah. I saw a tweet, Verge. Maybe you saw the same one. A Black pastor at a church somewhere here in the States has written a study, a Black Panther study guide. What? No, no. Panther, yes, he has. Hot off the presses, bro. Uh. A Black Panther study guide that the tweet said will be helpful. And I quote will be helpful as justice professionals speak on issues of justice in their churches. Oh no. Now the term is justice professionals. Wow. Which is what came to mind when I read this at step 
seven, I got find you. persons of color and white people who have worked Work against, against racism. racism. Now it's professionalized now. Wow. You're a justice professional now. Mm. You're a justice consultant. Right. You see. So that so they're moving away from social justice warrior to social right. justice professional. Professional. Okay. You're SJP. All right. <laughs> you're no longer SJW. You're SJP. Wow. The sad thing about that, though, is that the biblical precept to do justice, right? SJPs will quote Micah 6, 8. He has told you, old man, what he desires of you, which is to seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly before your God. That's the go-to verse for the social justice professionals out there. Mm. But what this does, the whole social justice professional aspect of it is it, it secularizes it now to as if it's some sort of job, some sort of occupation. Wow. That you aspire to be like a doctor or an attorney. Right. You know, I want to grow up and I want to be a social justice professional. Please don't. You know. So, I mean, this is dangerous territory we're wading in right now with mm-hmm. people like Miss Helsel coming out with books on on, on uh, her her book is anxious to talk about it. The subtitle is helping white Christians talk faithfully about racism. Well, when's she going to write a book entitled where the subtitle says helping black Christians talk faithfully about ra- racism? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's keep it real here. And, and, and that's the, that's the, that's the one presupposition that just bleeds throughout this entire. It does. Piece. Absolutely does. Yep. Okay. Real quick. Way number seven. Okay, we talked about that, about finding yep. role models. Yep. Okay, way number eight. Mm-hmm. Repeat steps one. I'm sorry. Verse, do you have way number eight? I do. Way number eight is to make a difference in your white networks. So you do, you, <laughs> you like how I said that, huh, bro? <laughs> yes. So, Emphasis so. on white. <laughs> I'm sorry. Number eight got cut off on my article. That's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It says, look at your church and your neighborhood. Are they predominantly white? What about your workplace? How can you raise awareness about racism in these areas? Stop seeing other white people as the ones who need to hear the message. Remember, you are not a good white person. I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say. You are not a good white person, comma, and you probably never will be i can't believe i can't believe this man (laughs) so why are we talking about this yeah why are we even talking i mean you just you just spent (laughs) time writing about eight or nine different ways and you're saying you'll never be a good white person that doesn't we just spent we spent 50 minutes talking about how to be a better white person but there's no you're saying there's no hope there's the no end. hope at the end of the day. She is breaking down the fact that there's so actually this, no hope. Is, is this ethnic nihilism that we're it's, talking about that's here? That's exactly what it's we're talking about. Not, so there's really no hope at there's the really end. There's really no hope. There's really no hope. Nope. It, oh. it, it, says, it says this. You, you, will do this <laughs> you will do this work anyway, not to get points with God or other people, but out of the gratitude you have for the love of God and the gifts of friendship. Okay, she's lost her mind. <laughs> she is straight up lost her. She she she's made an appeal to ethnic nihilism and then gonna blame God at the end. At I the just end. I can't I can't even believe it. Well, to top it off, here's step nine. Step nine to wrap it up, listeners. Step nine, she advises that you repeat steps one through eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. This is painful. Repeat. Repeat steps one through eight. Right. Again and again and again. Again and again. This is man. This you is, talk, you, is, bro. You talk about some works righteousness here, man. And 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 I mean, she even lets you know it's gonna get you nowhere because you're never gonna be a good white person. It's, exactly. This is what I call treadmill ethics. This is treadmill ethics. She just wants you to keep getting back on that treadmill. You're putting in all that work, but you're not really going anywhere. This you're is not, a massive virtue signal. It's a massive virtue signal. Dude, this is the biggest bat signal. This is like the <laughs> virtue bat signal, man. Right. <laughs> up, in, up in the sky. Right. Like, really? Right. 
Really? Listen, I have to just say again, it's like I've said countless times. Christ didn't die to save us from isms. He died to mm. save us from sins. That's good, bro. The, the scriptures teach you either love one another or you hate one another. Mm. The Bible is about love, hate, obey, disobey, mm-hmm. sin, righteousness, holiness, unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. The Bible is very black and white. It yeah. is not ambiguous when it talks about the kind of things that she's trying to address in this article. But this is where we get in trouble. When we put labels, we try to read, uh, we try to change the vernacular. We change the, the biblical vernacular to a secular vernacular so that it is more palatable. But what she's talking about here with all these isms, no, the Bible says you either love or you hate. And that's it. That's it. That's it. I, I'll, someone, I'll, wait, I'll share. I'll share this man, and 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 then let and then turn over you, so so, so we can wrap. But I'll I'll just I, I I got a chance. There's a dear brother who sent me an email just about some of the challenges that he's having in his church, and and like you, I, he'll remain nameless. He knows who he is. He's one of our one of our listeners, faithful listeners, and uh, he he's a part of a church with some well-meaning people who have a who have a a well-intentioned heart who desire to see. Uh, things in the area of race and and the racial tensions and things like that turn around. Um, and so what happens is th- they'll look at something like this or or, or like a, like a Carolyn Hetzel and, and think, hey, I'm doing the right thing by gobbling up and and drinking down really what amounts to poison. It really there's no other way around. There's no ifs ands or buts. Let, let, let me be black and white about the issue. This yep. this is this is spiritual poison. It, it is it is spiritual poison that at the end of the day lands nowhere. You 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 can see that based upon how she ends the article. This ends nowhere. What we need to do, we 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 indeed have the job of reconciling one to another. You've said this on a number of occasions. Races don't reconcile. People do, and and, and as a result of you reconciling first in your relationship with God. It allows you indeed to reconcile with your neighbor, with your brother. And, and, and that's that's where we need to land. That's what the appeal needs to be to. Not not this gobbledygook, man. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I hate to say it again. You know, again, this is not a personal attack against Miss Helsel, but I think this is just part of the first Peter 315 mandate that we have to be ready to give a defense. Yeah. Uh, for 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 the hope that is within you, we must be prepared to defend the veracity of the gospel, even when the message is conveyed or a message is conveyed by someone who professes to be a Christian, mm-hmm. like Miss Helsel does in this article that she wrote. Verge, as you pointed out at the beginning, the very first three words of this article are as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Those are the very th- the first three words that are written in this piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, uh, listeners, take it for what it's worth. Uh, we'll leave it to you. Uh, but as promised, we delivered on our commitment to bring you nine ways to be a better white person. <laughs> and Verge, here's what here's my suggestion as we close. Lord willing, let's come back six months from now. And perhaps we can, in advance of that, have listeners email us or leave a review uh, on the website mm-hmm. uh, about how much progress they've made right. in becoming a better person. Absolutely. Did you, did you make any progress? Did these nine steps help you, or are you the same ornery, <laughs> stodgy, <laughs> hateful, racist white person? That you were We've before, been. yeah, and and will continue to be, right? Continue to be forever, right? Because that's that's what she's she's preaching ethnic nihilism. So you yeah. have no hope whatsoever. Yeah, there's no hope. It's all for naught. Right. It's, it's always good to chop it up with you, man. <laughs> hey, we delivered, man. They asked, we delivered. We did. They asked, we, we delivered. Absolutely, man. Another great show. Always good to be with you, brother. Stay here first. Thanks, brother.